0: Listening to me, what do you wanna do with your life? I wanna rock. Have yourself a rock and roll Christmas, like the good ones that used to be. Put a shoebop de bop and a ooh wow baby. Under the Christmas tree, and a shoo wow and let's get together singing four-part harmony. <laughs> just remember, Santa Claus, he likes rock and roller just like you and me. And welcome to Rock Talk, the podcast where we talk rock and roll all night and podcast every day. We are your hosts, John Otney.
1: And Colin Westman.
0: And if you couldn't already guess, today's episode is dedicated to Christmas music. But not that mainstream bullshit. No. We're doing Christmas rock songs. Not just that, but we each did themed lists. Colin, tell me about your theme. Uh,
1: my theme was um, you know, songs in the rock genre or some R&B stuff too, but just uh songs that yeah, I'm not like super sick of Since There are lots of standards Associated with Christmas That get played way more often than they should You know Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer White Christmas Frosty the Snowman Yeah they're all fucking shit There isn't (laughs) one good version of them (laughs) That's not true, but you know what I mean It's like, uh, after a while, as the years go by You, you want to find some other Christmas songs to to enjoy uh, And I guess I just went with uh, so, sort of older rock songs That um, are by mostly pretty well-known artists But are not like that Ubiquitous Not and, and, all of them
0: have wikipedias Yeah, like, Probably most of them don't have wikipedias You might not know everything
1: You want to know about them and I, I <laughs> might not either So I might not have interesting tidbits To tell about them But I, I still like them man
0: And for my list I went with indie alternative Hipster douchebag stuff um, 1999 is the Oldest <laughs> year For a song on my list this is all like moody stuff. It's like basically you're too cool for the stuff you hear at like the store, right? So you yeah. like you get this shit, you download it from MySpace, <laughs> you know.
1: Like my Christmas songs are like your dad being like, "Hey, I bet you haven't heard this one before," <laughs> and your songs is like Fuck you, you dad. yeah, of like running into the living room being like, "Fuck you, dad! Check this shit out."
0: Um, yeah, I'm pretty happy that it turned out. Though I'm starting to wish now that I'd done novelty songs because I'm finding all sorts of crazy stuff. Do you know that there's a Christmas Monster Mash? No. I haven't heard it, but looking at the lyrics makes me wonder if it's sung to the exact same tune <laughs> as Monster Mash. I bet it is. Because uh. it's like... It was, the n- it was the night before Christmas When all through the castle My monsters were having a yuletide hassle The tree was all trimmed in ghoulish things Like werewolf fangs and vampire wings And then parentheses It was a monster's holiday Do you think that song like It was a monster's holiday <laughs> Doesn't seem
1: like that would fit
0: I know the guy who did the Monster Mash Did like other songs to the toot of the Monster Mash Like I think before he died He did like a global warming Monster Mash <laughs> theme yeah. Like I don't know what that. Is. <laughs> the
1: world is fucked. It's because humans are the real monsters.
0: And then also a song that I really want to put on my list, but it just didn't fit at all is Twisted Sister's heavy metal Christmas. This is a song like recorded in like I want to say like 2005, but like Yuck. it is <laughs> no, it's great, it's great because uh, first of all, it's heavy metal Christmas, but it's actually it's that 12 days of Christmas song, so it's like 10 mm. minutes long, and everyone has to name all the the, the stupid. York. Well, in this case, it's like um. Uh, like five skull earrings, four quartz of jack,
1: three studded Ooh.
0: belts. But what makes it so good is that D. Snyder isn't the only one that sings. Everyone in the band sings. Whoa. So the drummer's like, to pass a spandex pants. Because <laughs> they're from, you know, like back east. Yeah. Long Island or something. I'm all about, yeah, guys from that region. Like <laughs> Just rocking, just trying to sing. All right, so yeah, let's rock on into it with my number 10, The Killers Don't Shoot Me, Santa Claus. 2007, which I'm discovering now, which I did not know, which makes a lot of sense for my timeline remembering my life because this was peak killers time for me and uh, This is which is why I would have heard it like if it was any later than that I'm not sure why I would still be into the killers because I was into them for a brief window but for that window, they're my favorite band and uh, This song is pretty hokey, but like in a fun way the verse is spoken word And it's basically about how Santa Claus is like, I'm gonna get your boy (laughs) Like deliverance, or, well, not deliverance. That's, you know.
1: If he was a Sam Elliott character, <laughs> or so.
0: oh, more, yeah. But then, like, by the time he gets into the chorus, it's like typical killers just like having a good time. And I appreciate that they've kept this up for so long because, like, it must be tough writing like that many, like writing a Christmas song every year. I feel like you just run out of ideas. Well, what did we sing about last year? Uh, snow. I guess we could sing about uh, reindeers, <laughs> reindeer rock.
1: Yeah, but you know the the bar for Christmas songs is pretty low, so I think a yeah, piece of shit. I opened this, yeah, with. like you, they have that working in their favor. Like no one's gonna care. If they're I guess that's a it. Yeah,
0: you can really, you can really half-ass it with a Christmas song, and you, you can know. probably get it on the radio. Oh,
1: it'll get played a million times every year. Just look at fucking Paul McCartney's <laughs> song. Like he clearly. Wrote that just like one night When he was, I don't know Smoking weed probably <laughs> <laughs> Just like Oh man, I miss the Beatles
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> really sad
1: That's really I, I don't know, that song Seems like it was written out of desperation To me
0: <laughs> Tell me Colin, was your number 10 written out of desperation
1: Uh, It doesn't sound like it It's a very sort of serene, peaceful Christmas song Uh, Purple Snowflakes by Marvin Gaye uh and I, I, I don't know i feel like listening to the song it kind of gives you that feeling of when you're a kid and you're just looking out the window watching the snowflakes come down like i don't know that's always a, a special thing for me especially here in the northwest where it only happens every once in a while and uh yeah this is uh early 70s marvin Gaye, kind of when he was at his peak really um uh, that's what doesn't have a I, Wikipedia page. Yeah, I'm I can I, can't, I can't purple f-
0: Snowflakes meaning.
1: I can't find anything really about this song. All right, but. Colin.
0: I found a forum from 2007. Okay. Um, aqu- Aquariumdrunkard dot I thought this is a forum. I'm so confused. Um, <laughs> uh, just had it. Where is the? Where? What does this mean? Oh, just people speculating. Often I wondered about the symbolism behind the meaning of purple snowflakes. I hear that when we do finally get around to seeing them, that is while the planets are orbiting. Holy <laughs> 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 really shit! Sure.
1: This guy's really thought about <laughs> the meaning of this
0: song. Yeah, was uh, was Marvin Gaye really into astronomy? Uh,
1: it seems possible. He was he was kind of an eccentric guy.
0: <laughs> Let's see I can also check songmeanings.com um, there has been nothing written about it all right it's the great, it's one of the great mysteries but I love it love the backup vocals mermangue is the best voice. does he do his own backup vocals?
1: It doesn't really sound like he does on this song but I know on a lot of his 70s stuff he did his own backup vocals which sound amazing a lot of the time. I wasn't sure yeah.
0: if he's one of those guys Where like I do it all or I do most of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like what's going on was like one of the first albums where like an artist got like really creative with doing their own backing vocals, and yeah, he was, he was great at it.
0: Um, someone else who's great at their own backup vocals—I <laughs> I didn't even think about that before I said it. It's not—I can't even think of one case of it <laughs> being true. Uh, Julian Casablancas. I wish it was Christmas today.
1: I feel like that makes sense, like, I can't imagine any of the other Strokes doing their own backup if vocals. If they can speak. Yeah, like, I can imagine him double-tracking a lot of songs. Okay, because
0: I can't think of a lot of, I can't think of any Strokes at the time of my backup vocals.
1: Yeah, like in my mind, when I see the Strokes on stage, there aren't any microphones <laughs> placed next to any of the members. It's just him.
0: <laughs> on these one. And this is what June Casablancas has been doing, I guess, since they're on... I, uh, I don't know. Who cares? But this is a fun song. Uh, if the name sounds familiar, it is that uh, cover of that funny SNL uh, sketch. <laughs> they did it a couple times back in the like late 90s or the 2000s with Horatio Sands playing his little, like... Um, Hawaiian guitar thingy yeah. and uh, Jimmy Fallon playing a keyboard and Chris Catan holding the keyboard and Tracy Morgan dancing. <laughs> that was a great sketch. I feel like they, they even do it like when it wasn't Christmas, which I really appreciate. And it's crazy that goofy song, uh, Julian Castleblank has recorded it, released it. I heard it in a car commercial. I think that's the first time I heard his version. I was like, that's, that's Julian Castleblank. That's that SNL song. What? Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a fun. I don't know, little little thing. It's funny that it exists. I think it's it's funnier that it exists than like how good it actually is. <laughs> Cause there's not much to it.
1: But, yeah, it definitely makes you think about Christmas songs. <laughs> like, if you can just, like, take this little dinky, like, melody that, like, probably was just uh, in- started as an inside joke in an SNL writer's room, and then, like, well, may- maybe it'll be a standard someday. It's just, it's, it's weird <laughs> what it takes to become a Christmas classic.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a standard for the hip kids. Yeah.
1: I remember my first time hearing this version was like I saw on the Jimmy Fallon when he was hosting Late Night, I think, uh-huh. uh, he had Horatio Sands like on it and they just like played this song, but then like Julian Casablanca's and the roots came in and like joined them. It's it's a pretty fun performance. This is probably like two thousand Nine or whatever the song came Yeah that's when I had
0: the, the release of the song So I, that all checks out The timeline is The timeline checks out Alright
1: good for <laughs> are <laughs> all about accuracy We're all preserving
0: it And maintaining the timeline here <laughs> I, don't want any, I don't want any confusion When people try to find these songs Uh huh Alright, Colin, um, c- can you preserve the timeline with good number now <laughs> <time? laughs>
1: well, No, it's a, it's, a, it's a fuzzy timeline, I guess. This is like the drunkest Christmas song, I feel like. Uh, fairy Tale of New York by The Pogues featuring Kirsty McCall. Um, so, <laughs> uh. Time when all our This was kind of a recent one that I found out about, also. I I, I like the Pogues. I've just only listened to them, that one album, "Rum, Sodomy, and the Lash." But this is a this is a fun song that's like weirdly quite epic, even though it also feels like a really like drunken fight between a boyfriend and a girlfriend on Christmas. It's uh, yeah, it's it's fun, and uh I don't know, it's, it's weirdly like unromantic also, but also like yeah, epic and like got like strings and is very based around piano and
0: stuff yeah i have also only heard that one Pogues album but I I, I I dig the gimmick i don't know why i haven't given him more of a try and mm. i have heard this song um before and checked out the pretty cool music video it's got matt Dillon in it Whoa. that ain't cheap no. right <laughs> appreciate that and shane mcgowan is just like such an interesting personality yeah um you know i've i've probably like Spent more time reading about his personal life than actually <laughs> listening to the huh.
1: Uh
0: So yeah, like every time he like he does a song, you're like, he's probably lived this in some way. <laughs> yeah. Like it always feels very true to who he is and to the group. And it's just, like an interesting kind of music, especially if, I mean for any era really for it to exist. Mm-hmm. Celtic rock or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I feel like this song like goes good. Like it doesn't even have to be Christmas to appreciate mm. this one one of the few that I could probably listen to I could probably listen to this in January mm-hmm. <laughs> another song that I could I could not listen to this in January because it's called Christmas Day it's She and Him everybody
1: else- yeah You're a big no new I girl mean, girl fan. I mean I'm aware I was <laughs> just like, I don't know, I've never really given the time of day she and him, but that said, I've maybe listened to this album. I can't remember. It's it just seems like an album that like around Christmas time I would have been like, you know, I just want to put on something light and pleasant to put on the background. I, I probably heard it once, but like didn't really remember it because I was wrapping presents or something.
0: I wonder if I'm the only person who's listened to every She and Him album but doesn't watch New Girl. <laughs> I wonder if that's a small, is that a small demographic? Or do you think a lot of people? You know, I feel
1: like there are probably people that are like, I only like Zoe Deschanel for the music. the music. And people like me are like, I only like Zoe Deschanel for the laughs. For the laughs.
0: Is that Shane McCowan? <laughs> for the, laughs. For the laughs. <laughs>, laughs. I think we had a previous podcast. I don't remember if it was a rock talk where I talked about the, the way I sum up Zooey Deschanel's approach to music is the word darlin. Yeah. Dar- I'll call it darlin rock. I'm mm-hmm. coining that term right now. Well, <laughs> I feel like other artists would fit into that. Like I would put Roy Orbison into that kind of genre. Of like, you know, where the music like But I've always liked er, collaborations with M Ward. I think they're a pretty good pairing. And this is just a pretty standard Christmas song. Uh, when I was looking it up, it said by Brian Wilson. I was like, the fuck? know, <laughs> yeah, I looked it up. It looked like it was a more recent composition. Hmm. So I guess he—that's—that's that's interesting because I like the song. So to think that he's writing, you know, Christmas music that I like in like the two thousands or whatever—that's—that's yeah. that's cool. And I know Zoe De Chanel is uh, probably pretty close friends with Brian Wilson ever since MySpace's Artist on Artists.
1: <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to bring that
0: up. <laughs> I love that video so much. It's so like. It's a little embarrassing, but it's also so sweet. Where, if you guys don't remember, listeners, the MySpace Artist on Artists, it's where they get two artists and have them interview each other. And there's one outside the Hollywood Bowl with um, Zoe Deschanel talking to Brian Wilson. And she's just such a huge fan of his. And she's blown away by everything he says. And he's just like happy to be there. But like, he's like, there's one part where they have to go, like, um, I'm Zoe Dishnell and this is Brian Wilson. And he goes, "I'm Brian Wilson. This is Joey Deschanel. Like he can barely even say her name. He doesn't know who she is. It's Joey Deschanel. And then it's just, it's just funny because because she's like, "Oh, what um, what artists have you seen here?" Well, I mostly play here, but uh, uh the Beatles <laughs> It's just you know. So it's cool that like because you know it's interesting. She did that and then covers this song and then the last Brian Wilson album. Which wasn't I wasn't a big fan of does have she and him mm. on it so that that MySpace artist and artist connection is really that's like a long lasting friendship I guess <laughs> you want to call it but that's cool and it's just a fun song uh, there's a lot I could have picked any song on that album you know it's just mm. a bunch of covers and there's there's a, I, I mean even those, even this one's a cover I heard this this is from my Barnes and Noble days <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's a good one it's a good. On is your number eight, a
1: good'n. Oh yeah, it's a good'n. And it rocks, cause it's the Ramones with Merry Christmas. I don't wanna fight. and uh yeah this might be another one where maybe like they weren't trying that hard (laughs) because it is just a Ramones song but with Christmas lyrics and that's like good enough because the Ramones are always good even though this is like late 80s Ramones and it's kind of got like a little bit of like a synth touch which I don't even know if that was part of their sound at that point or they're just leaning into the the I don't know <laughs> More overproduced sound that usually goes along with Christmas music. I don't know, but
0: it's pretty good. Oh, uh, dude, is this from? This is from Brain Drain. Yeah, that's that uh, same album that has uh, Pet Cemetery. Oh. Did I talk about that last episode? I, I think so you did because <laughs> we're
1: we're talking about stuff we're thankful for. Yeah, you those songs are remnants. both on this
0: album, so we're basically gonna just go every week now, and <laughs> knock off another song from Brain Drain. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I've never heard this album, but like. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just it came out in March. It, it really had
0: legs. It's like they put that Christmas song on there. it had legs or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, Brain Drain, best Ramones album? I, I don't know.
1: I, I, I can't. It's getting. It's just get, It's getting a lot of time that. on the podcast yeah. to
0: devoted to it.
1: All music gives it two out of five stars. <laughs> <So> <laughs> They're usually pretty generous too. Doesn't look too good. Robert Criscio gave it a B, so that's all right.
0: Yeah, I bet it's it just gotta be for those two songs we're talking about yeah maybe these maybe this song by the creator of the gong show is good <laughs> what the fuck is, what is this album <laughs> oh, I'm also learning that Merry Christmas uh, I don't want to fight tonight was in Christmas with the cranks so oh great hopefully, hopefully we'll be watching that soon I've never seen it with the sound on <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the whole thing with Not the sound all, on? But, uh, like like a lot of it with the sound off.
1: That's a lot of a movie without the
0: sound <laughs> It was, there wasn't a lot Going on that particular <laughs> Uh So yeah Let's move it on to 7 Lucky 7 with Granddaddy Alan Parsons in a Winter Wonderland, how great is that Are you listening In the studio
1: The lights are glistening A beautiful sight
0: We're happy tonight winter uh, wonderland I heard this song in kxB last year and granddaddy is a band that I became familiar with for uh, from 28 days later I, their song am 180 closes out the movie I don't know if you ever heard of granddaddy no
1: I've never they're kind had. of like
0: they're kind of like I don't know they're like it's like LC sounds if he's like really calm. Cool. <laughs> like, if they weren't... If, like, it didn't want to, like, dance. Just, like, just really calm. So it's, like, gentle, but there's, like, a lot of keyboards. And it rocks sometimes. I think they just uh, had, like, a new album that came out this year. Like, the first one in, like, six, seven years. I don't know. I haven't done my research. But, uh, yeah, they, they were popular in the early 2000s, and they're back. But this is from 2000. And I'm sure it was recorded for some sort of, like, Christmas compilation. But I just love that it's about Alan Parsons, because you know... They were just looking at the, like probably the words of that song and saw that line about, like, make it look like Parson Brown and, like, Parson Brown, Alan Parsons. <laughs> How else would you have turned this into a song about Alan Parsons? But mm-hmm. It's just Winter Wonderland, but with lyrics about Alan Parsons. Example, he records a love song, the production's right on, Alan Parsons in a Winter Wonderland. It doesn't even rhyme, but it's, it's just I just thought it was funny, and mm-hmm. I like that band. It's got a lot of beeps and boops. Mm-hmm. I've really come to respect Alan Parsons a lot more this year because I finally listened to some of his music.
1: Other than his basketball intros,
0: do, 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 do. <laughs> serious, oh, so good, which everyone I'm, loves. Oh yeah, and that opens like his best album too. So <laughs> it just it's just great. But I listened to his Edgar Allan Poe album with robots singing about Edgar Allan Poe. Pretty good. Wow. Uh, robots would like this song.
1: Okay. I don't know if I'm convinced Robots Would like my next song Because I don't know if Robots like to rock But this song rocks It's uh, the Sonics with Santa Claus Hey Santa Claus Where have you been I've been waiting here Just to let you song i first heard on my vinyl copy of this is the sonics and this was like a bonus track and this is like the only time i've ever seen a bonus track on a vital record and usually that would kind of piss me off but with this it was was a nice little surprise to see the sonics had a christmas song because it's a band that doesn't have a huge discography but uh sounds pretty cool i know it's like Pretty similar to have That's what I was going to say <laughs> Love will travel <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm okay with it It's
0: so another band that gets that we talk about a lot on this podcast But I'm glad they're, we do They're Seattle
1: favorites yeah. we They're gotta, so gotta good gotta and the Everybody Sonics. needs to know how,
0: how good they are Fucking yeah. right? <laughs> killing it And this is a great Christmas song They got a great Halloween song too in The Witch Yeah I did this event for Cairo Radio this year It was for Halloween where we did like a live reading of Dracula but then we had these segments where radio personalities would do, like, Halloween songs. And a guy – well, actually, no. Everybody did their songs. And then the sh- and then we did the broadcast. It was over. But then someone was like, wait, 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 wait. We, pro- we did one song in dress rehearsal, and this guy really wants to do it. And I didn't recognize the guy. And he's like, we're going to do The Witch. Uh, the Sonics local comes out. <laughs> Just fucks up so bad. <laughs> he learned, like, like, five words. It's like, how many words are even in that song? Not many. You know what the guy was like? Check out this band. <laughs> it's embarrassing. But that song is fucking sweet. It's a great Halloween song. And I apologize to that guy if he's listening to this. I don't remember who you are. I don't know if you're a big radio personality. But I apologize. I'm sure your heart was in the right place. But yeah, Sonics are fucking cool. I like the Santa Claus song, it just fucking rocks. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, I guess. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? No. All right. Uh, number five is My Morning Jacket, Xmas Curtain. Hey, the Christmas curtain. 2001, they came out with a. a christmas think, ep that year there's a lot of songs i could have picked from that ep and they're pretty much the same <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember why i picked this one this is the only one i'm familiar with probably just because it was on that one live album they came out with isn't it also on is it's on at dawn i think It seems like it is. i think it is yeah. so it, it must have been on all of those so it's like a real my morning it's like a real song, song. <laughs> yeah that's probably why i picked it then <laughs> And uh, it's total, like, old-school My Morning Jacket. Like, very southern, twangy, six minutes long. So much reverb. There's even, like... But then there's, like, a weird, like, steel drum part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but whatever, that's cool. And I really miss this era of My Morning Jacket. Yeah. What, what's, what's gone wrong with My Morning Jacket? Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it probably
1: was just because Z was, like, such a big breakthrough. Because they... Kind of indulged so many other different sounds, and that's a great album. But I think once you sort of stray so far from your original sound, it's like hard to get back. I would assume.
0: I feel like that's the album they discovered. Hey, keyboards are pretty neat. Yeah, because <laughs> since that album, uh, keyboards and synthesizers have played a much bigger part in my morning jacket, and their songs mm-hmm. have gotten a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, and in turn, a lot more experimental. So I'd love to see them return to this style if they could. But it's okay if they don't, because they recorded a lot of it. Like, all the early albums, I feel like, are pretty long. <laughs> and I haven't listened to At Dawn in a while. I didn't even remember the song on At Dawn. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a good chance for me, or a good opportunity for me to check it out again. And just enjoy those steel drums. Yeah. Steel drums on Christmas? Sign me up. <laughs> Colin, how many steel drums are on your numbers? Guys? Uh, zero, because this is Otis Redding,
1: and he doesn't fucking around. a fan of No, he's just like, get me Booker T. and the MGs, oh, and we're nice. gonna lay down some fucking tracks, and it's just gonna be some sweet ass, dirty ass Southern soul, and it's gonna be awesome. And uh, that's what this song is. Uh, Merry Christmas, baby. one where it's an artist that like didn't get to record that much music uh was only doing it for three or four years but we still got a really awesome christmas song <laughs> in that time span and uh yeah it's a it's a very no frills christmas song but i love that little uh little organ part going on throughout it i'm assuming booker t and the mgs were backing him up on this one and they were like the stacks house band but um I'm not gonna look this up, <laughs> yeah. Fuck looking because, it's it up. like, I don't even know <laughs> if there's a Wikipedia page for this song. Maybe, maybe not.
0: Though I forgot that he worked so closely with them. Yeah. Is this? Did this come out pre or post his death?
1: Hmm. Ooh, it does have a Wikipedia page. What? Wait, this is a cover. What the hell?
0: Digging deep, <laughs> like this is a- like national treasure. Yeah. It's an R and B
1: Christmas Standard credited to Lou Baxter and Did you say Johnny Moore. What? I said R and B. Oh. <laughs> that this Originally song recorded, recorded in nineteen forty seven by Johnny Moore's Three Blazers. One more time? Johnny Moore's Three Blazers. <laughs> so I bet it's just like three guys wearing blazers <laughs> and they look really cool.
0: I mean, how could you not? So it what was it with uh, Booker T? Ugh,
1: I can't.
0: You tell me this Wikipedia has this bullshit about the three Blazers, but not whether or not. Yeah, it has
1: well, it's just a Wikipedia page for the original version. Oh, but it it does say that Booker T. and the MGs recorded it for their album in the Christmas spirit. I don't know if that's like an instrumental version or if it's this version. I don't know.
0: I think well I think we learned a lot about Johnny Morris <laughs> Three Blazers or whatever it was <laughs> yeah, yeah that song's fucking sweet it's yeah it's tough when um, there's not a lot of info mm-hmm. and I only remember the one time I heard it like a week ago yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it sounds like it's but okay. I mean, it's fucking sweet we got, we got I'll listen to songs. this podcast when it's done and I'll be like oh yeah there it is yeah, I'll and probably- then hear myself like an asshole being like Whoa. what what is this sound like but fucking sweet. Why? <laughs> so <that every> <laughs> yeah, like, how? I mean, I just—it's true. You I know, know what? Sweet. Spouting the truth.
1: Christmas. Here. So yeah. You know, by presents, extension, all these songs. Presents. Are fucking sweet. Purple
0: snowflakes. Yeah. Coming from space. The sweet shit around. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's go to my number four then, which is Weezer—the Christmas song. You told me Song that I first discovered during like my deep exploration of the Weezer. What do you want to call it? songography? <laughs> song database. Yeah, catalog, go, catalog.
1: Let's go to song database.
0: <laughs> the song database. Because I remember there's one time for some reason I was like, "Oh, uh, Weezer's recorded so much stuff that's on albums. So what if I made my own album?" That's pretty dumb. But uh, I stumbled across this song. And I remember really liking it, and I had to really dig deep to find out where it's from when it's yeah. from i guess and it's from it was recorded in 2000 and it was for like a, a radio station in la kroq and basically what they did is they did a promotional like uh, cd with a bunch of artists and i'm looking at this uh, track list on this cd and there's some pretty sweet stuff on here um you got rudolph the nine inch reindeer i assume that means peace <laughs> By Bobcat Goldthwait Can you imagine that yeah. Also got a song called The Bottom Line and the artist is listed as Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs>
1: Holy shit!
0: Uh, it's got Linkin Park Doing a Christmas song <laughs> That sounds so bad There's a Blink-182 Silent Night Cover I guess um, oh. Adam West uh, does a track Called Batman The Lost Christmas Episode I'm going to guess that's like a sketch. It's probably like not a good. song. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, William Shatner, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, which I am going to look for right after we finish recording this. I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. How good does that sound? But yeah, <laughs> somehow on this bizarre collection of novelty songs, Weezer ended up. And this is like early 2000s Weezer, so it's still pretty good. You know, it's still that kind of Green Album era mm-hmm. uh, where there's still like. I don't know. The song still felt like genuine. They weren't like, like modern Weezer singing about like playing on their Nintendo Switch and like watching Titanic with their vegan girlfriend's parents. <laughs> I don't know if you've like paid attention to Weezer I, right I now. I Really
1: haven't. I think the last time I checked it with them was the Red album.
0: But they're singing about like just like this. Oh, some hanging out skateboard, and I'm 47 years old. It's just embarrassing now. Yeah. So. But this is like a good period of Weezer, and it's cool to find like one of these like lost Weezer songs. It basically is lost. I don't think you could probably buy this compilation anywhere now, <laughs> though. I hope to find some more later because I want to hear Stone Cold Steve Austin, William Shatner, and Adam West. <laughs> the wheel. All right, Colin, you're number four. Christmas it's
1: number four. This is my number five.
0: Your number five. Right?
1: Do we get did we get mixed up on our list?
0: Yes we did How did that happen? I must have skipped a song Yeah I did Here I'll, I'll fix it You Keep going
1: Okay <laughs> So my number five is The Boss Bruce Springsteen I guess this is sort of a well-known cover But it's uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town And you better watch out You better not try. You better not fall I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town Santa Claus is coming to town Santa Claus is coming to town uh, I believe it's a live version and I feel like that like adds a lot to this song because it feels like they didn't rehearse this a ton <laughs> like are the parts were like Uh, Clarence Clemens is doing the like ho 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 it sounds like Bruce Springsteen is like laughing because he's like god this is so stupid (laughs) but like it just seems like they're having such a good time up there playing this Christmas song that like I don't know it just seems like they're like hey let's play Santa Claus is Coming to Town why not and it it still sounds good like the band is still super tight and it's it definitely has that that 70s E Street sound to it that that, that I feel like is very (laughs) specific um yeah, just it's a, it's a fun time.
0: Yeah, I remember hearing this back in the day. Back in the days, when I was working at Petco, and be like, "This is pretty sweet." Do you know if this is from like a like a Christmas themed live album? Or I don't know. I think this
1: might have actually gotten released as a single.
0: I guess maybe they're just doing some random live recordings one night, and it's like they just whipped out this Christmas song. Yeah. It's like fucking like instant classic. <laughs> I want a, I want like a a live Bruce Springsteen album with like all his covers. Cause uh, I I was looking back recently and I, I remembered he did like a um, a cover of the song Sweet Soul Music from the sixties. I don't know if you're familiar you with that song off the top of your head. It's know, just like a I song do. where it's like um, they're like in the original naming off a bunch of like notable soul artists like Give it up for Otis and now yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course Bruce Springsteen does his version, but like. He only does, like, the first verse, and then he just, like, changes the lyrics. And mm. it's like, he it's, it just makes up lyrics on the spot, and they're so good. <laughs> he's like, give it up Paul, the big man. Yeah, yeah. Sure looks great. He lost a lot of weight. He's got these, like, great lyrics. And it's just like It's like they're just playing along with each other all the time when they do these songs. Yeah, yeah it's just playful and fun. It's not, this isn't like corporate bullshit. This is like the exact opposite. Like, we've been talking a lot about mainstream shit, and this is taking a song that normally is like mainstream shit and making it not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's giving it back to the people.
1: <laughs> exactly. I actually almost put uh, the Jackson Fives version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town on this too. I really like that one also. I think yeah. there's probably a good one on that Phil Spector album too. Probably the Ronettes or something, but it's a good song.
0: Hell yeah. Um, a song that is on that collection that um, the Phil Spector one that I have on mine but it's a cover uh, my number 4.5 <laughs> <Okay. laughs> or, or 4.5 because I, I fucked that up uh, is Death Cab for Cuties cover of Christmas Baby Please Come Home I'm watching it fall watching the people around baby please
1: Come
0: home. The and it's a very, very Death Cab approach, just mm-hmm. with like pianos, but like really slow. This is like 2004, so it's probably like Plans era Death Cab. Okay. Ben Gibbard's still fat at this point. Yeah, and it's probably more sad. <laughs> Got a little pudge. I feel like Death Cab was better when he was more sad, <laughs> <and> <laughs> kind of pudgy. Feels like
1: it too. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, because. They just make such sad music. You yeah, can of have a fit guy playing sad music. Come on.
0: Yeah, haven't you ever listened to Stained? Why yeah. do you think it works so well? Sad fat dude. <laughs> exactly. It's
1: the Stained.
0: But yeah, I love. I, the, love the, it. the, it's just interesting because this song is normally like one of the more upbeat or just more energetic Christmas songs I can think of, oh, and no. this is a very laid-back version, and it still shows that the song still really works. And you know, I'm just a Death Cab fan I gotta have it on here Yeah,
1: this is just such a good Christmas song It has to be on our list Even if we're not <laughs> even, putting yeah. the Darlene Love version Because I remember when we did Like the Top 10 Thursdays list Like this was our number one it's just Such a fucking good song I mean, it's in Gremlins, alright? Yeah, it's in Gremlins um.
0: And it's also in Christmas with the Cranks What isn't? And good films. of Christmas with the Cranks Man, a good soundtrack oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think my next song's in Christmas with the Cranks Oh yeah? Well, it's just like I assume Christmas with the Cranks is just non-stop fun and laughs and This is like the saddest Christmas song I feel like I've ever heard It's Another Lonely Christmas by Prince <laughs> Like around Purple Rain era, I think it was a B-side to to something of Purple Rain, like "I Will Die for You" or one of those tracks. Um, So it's it's got like more of a live band feel because I think he did it with the Revolution, Um, and it's like six minutes long. But and like it could be a little shorter, but you know, it's a B-side. Prince is just like kind of dicking around, just like I'm just gonna make a Christmas song, but. Uh, yeah, it's like him writing a song about like his lover dying like on Christmas, <laughs> yeah, from like skating on the lake and like falling into it and drowning, which is a very Minnesota way of dying. <laughs> I know, like my parents who grew up there would always talk about skating on the lake,
0: but. I, I would not do that. That's shit. probably like the number number two most tragic kind of Christmas death. You know what the number one most kind of tragic Christmas death is? Like you, uh, th-
1: like light your Christmas tree on fire and then your whole house burns down <laughs> with you
0: in it. That's pretty good. It's pretty bad, right? I was gonna go with um, calling back to Grandma's again. Uh, Dad dressing like Santa, and getting stuck at the chimney, and dying in the chimney. <laughs> Yeah, that's I guess I guess I can't remember how that worked out in the story. How do you die in the chimney? Like, do they start the fire while you're in it, or do they just not find you for weeks?
1: I mean, I feel like you would die if like there was that much smoke going up there. and The smoke would have no place to go. Maybe it was
0: just too small, and you fucking broke your neck in there. Yeah, there's a lot of ways you could die going down a chimney. Yeah I, yeah, I think so. That'll be our next. Uh, <laughs> we'll do top ten like worst ways to worst Christmas themed deaths. Mm-hmm. I don't know what has to do with rock music. So I was having trouble finding <laughs> this song. I did. I didn't well, think I, I did hear it. It's because it's a Prince song. And yeah, like all so. this music's pretty hard to find. So even, even after his death, that stuff is still difficult to find, like on YouTube. Good luck. I, I've definitely found some covers of it. Yeah, but I think I found. I think I found it. <laughs> okay. Uh, assuming what I heard was right, is it a long song? Yeah. Okay. Like, so yeah, I found it. I found it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's like typical. Typical prince whatever that means i don't know, I don't know <laughs> if there is a typical prince <laughs> but yeah it was sad though uh sad is not how i would describe my next song though oh yeah dr dog's christmas party oh, oh, oh. You remember Dr. Dog? I do remember Dr. Dog. <laughs> I remember the day I found out about Dr. Dog. It was when the Simpsons movie came out in 2007. We were all hanging out, and we went to, I don't know if it was Silver Platters or Easy Street, and Nancy bought that. And then we went to that 7-Eleven that was like done up like the Quickie Mart, where that guy's like, hey, what if they did this like South Park? <laughs> remember that? I remember that yeah. day very vividly. I remember just driving around listening to that album, and then watching more Simpsons and seeing the Simpsons movie. Um, But that album really stuck with me for a while. I remember particularly the song, um, My Old Ways, which I think the album was called Old Ways or something like that. And what was cool about Dr. Dog is they had that like 60s-style gimmick where they used old gear, like old instruments, old recording gear. And that um, style definitely carries over onto this song. It's got that um, bouncy, fun 60s style. But I'm not really sure why I never stuck with Dr. Dog. Do you think they're stuck in that gimmick? Is that a, was that was that a, was that their problem? I,
1: maybe I don't know. I never really got into that one. They're pretty good. Yeah, they saved fine, but uh, I don't know. I don't know why I never got into that. They
0: had Dog. a song in the Funny People trailer in one of the trailers. Okay. <laughs> Remember that movie, Funny People?
1: I, I do remember Funny People. I just don't remember the particular trailer. If Judd we Apatow likes
0: that, that song, or yeah. it's Meet Dr. Dog, they must be cool.
1: I mean, we don't know if he was curating his. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think
0: directors curate the trailers for this movie? the movies? Like
1: fourth trailer.
0: <laughs> for funny People. Only the TV, like the TV version? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'll have to check that out. I'll ask him if I ever see him. Yeah. Like, remember Funny People? I heard there's a song in one of the trailers. I can't remember if it was in the movie. Maybe it was in the movie, too. I don't think it was But yeah uh, Dr. Dog Love their approach It's fun Hadn't heard it before And very catchy Good times Call them good times With your next entry
1: <sighs> Oh yeah I was like Alright If we're doing A top ten Rock Christmas songs Like I gotta put Father Christmas By the Kinks Heard that today on the radio, yeah, it totally rocks. Which is weird because I don't know I, what is what is the '70s Kinks like? Did they return to rock a little more?
0: Um, well, let's see. Father Christmas is that? When did that song mm-hmm. come out? That's probably like that's like '77. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Kinks, they we all know they started rocking, then nice. they got into more fanciful stuff. Yeah. And then they kind of got more stripped down in the early 70s, and then they got a little, like, into country on one album. And then, yeah, by the mid to late 70s, they're like, we're like, we're basically punk. Hmm. <laughs> we're fucking killing it. Interesting. So, yeah, this is, like, hard rocking yeah. kinks. They got back into it. And it's probably, like, one of their better songs from that whole period hmm. of the late 70s. I've never uh, been, like, uh, 100% like, what's going on in that song. Like,
1: Well, uh, it's like... Seems like it's just about Poor kids on Christmas Who aren't like Really that interested in toys They're just like I just want money
0: I want money it's, Yeah And they like beat the shit Out of Santa Claus it's, Yeah
1: So they It's basically about Mugging Santa Claus Which is That's pretty funny Yeah that is,
0: that's pretty sweet Like beating the shit Out of Out of Santa Claus like, Fucking give me your money man <laughs> And then writing a song about it Cause that's cool Cause like I mean it rocks but it is like kind of upbeat but then you look at the lyrics like this is like this is like kind of tough Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool god this song has been covered by so many bands I'm finding yeah, out right yeah. now I'm on Wikipedia uh, some of the bands that have covered the song Bad Religion Green Day Warrant Bowling for Soup Lit um, OK Go Cheap Trick and of course Smash Mouth <laughs> and it was in Unaccompanied Minors Nice classic film, and that '70s yeah. show. Just good. Just fucking rocks. Father. I remember the first time I ever heard this though. It was um when I first got into the Kinks. I, I found like a Kinks fan site, and this is before YouTube, <laughs> and they had all these clips of Kinks music videos, but they're all like thirty seconds long, and they're on like a little teeny window, and you had to click play. And yeah. but like, I would watch it over and over again, all the songs. <laughs> Cause that's what it was like for YouTube. You just had to find some shitty QuickTime upload in like 140p, and I found about like I found out Father Christmas that day, and I haven't seen the music video since I saw that crappy little video. But I feel like it was pretty sweet. Is like their drummer wearing a sand beard, like, just like drumming away and all wearing sand outfits, just having fun. Yeah. Number two? We're on a number two? We're around a
1: number, number three and a half. We're number two, okay. by my estimation. <laughs> Good, because that's up. where I'm
0: at. And we're going to dial it down a bit with Sufjan Stevens, That Was the Worst Christmas Ever. Going
1: outside, shoveling
0: snow in the driveway,
1: driveway. Taking our shoes, riding a sled. Say
0: what you I listened to the Sufjan Stevens' Christmas album for the first time recently. I don't know if you've ever heard that or checked out any of the songs on that.
1: It's so another one where like that She and Him album where like maybe I put it on
0: one time and like I wasn't paying that close of attention to it. Well, so. the crazy thing is it's like fucking a million years. It's, seven, it's over 70 minutes. Well, didn't he put out two? He put out two albums, is correct. Is there
1: one that's more reasonably...
0: The one I'm talking about is 70 Minutes is the shorter one. The other one's two hours long. Because
1: it's like a triple album.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, this is from that first one, and it's probably the most notable song on it. And what's interesting about that album is it kind of goes back and forth between pretty upbeat and like, I love Christmas to like, I basically hate everything about Christmas. (laughs) That's what this song is. And I think that's why people like like this song so much is because it's kind of like an anti-Christmas song it's very much in his style i mean you have lines like our father yells throwing the gifts in the woods still <laughs> but like you know it it, it it works because like that album has like a, a, a christmas song for any christmas mood you know it has a song for if you're having a good time it has a song if you're having a bad time it's got eclectic covers and i think uh Sufjan stevens works so well with christmas music because he's always had A very folky approach, and a lot of the songs on there, like he does more traditional covers. He doesn't play like Frosty the Snowman, you know. (laughs) He does like old Christian stuff, and uh, the only the only the only problem is his originals are all are so much better than all the covers he does on that album. And like this is one Mm. of them. Like there's a couple other ones I was considering that were really good. Like there's one called like Elf Party or something. (laughs) That's one of the upbeat ones, and that one's fun. And this one's just depressing, but it's the right amount of depressing. I'm not always super happy on Christmas. No, I'm totally
1: down with sadder <laughs> Christmas
0: songs. <laughs> so, yeah. No, check it out if you just want to cry while opening your presents. <laughs> Con number two.
1: Uh, yeah, this is a little more more downbeat, moodier uh, song. But, like, kind of kind of bittersweet. 2,000 uh, Miles by The Pretenders. another one you hear quite a bit around this time of year but uh, you know it's not one that i don't think really grates on you i mean it's it's not like super joyous and like blasting in your face like be fucking happy it's christmas but um, yeah and the, this is one that's on one of their better albums i guess it's kind of the same approach as that Ramone song On Brain Drain Where they just put it as like the last song In the album It's just like a It's
0: like a little treat
1: But um
0: That's how Wham did it too With Last Christmas Yeah That's the last song On one of their albums Cause like We can use this later I mean it'd be pretty weird <laughs> If like The first song in your album Is a Christmas album it Comes out in March
1: Yeah it comes out in March It's just, uh, just a little treat They're waiting for you when it, when it gets to be Christmas time I suppose
0: I forgot to listen to this song Cause I got it. I thought it was Something else <laughs> I saw that name and I feel
1: I, like the pretenders don't they they might have another Christmas song
0: well no 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 but I saw it and I was like 2000 miles is that that one like I will watch
1: and <laughs> I was like did I not realize that song's that, about Christmas like really a Christmas song but I figured
0: oh maybe that's actually about Christmas and so I didn't listen to it because I thought it was that and now I'm finding out that's 500 miles yeah wouldn't um, that be
1: such a great Christmas treat if that was secretly a Christmas
0: song? Maybe. Well, this is the chance. This is our chance to make it a Christmas yeah, song. Maybe secretly a Christmas song. And then I accidentally looked up a thousand miles of Vanessa Carlton, also not a Christmas song. Is that the? Doodly doodly yeah, it is. <laughs> nice. Two thousand miles out. Yeah. So that's, that's the most miles out of all of those. That's more than the other two combined. It's a lot of
1: miles. That's like Phoenix to New York. <laughs>
0: Just listening to this song. Yep. So let me look up. I know you've been talking about it, but I just want to make sure. Okay, yeah.
1: It's like. Yeah, I don't know. If it feels like Christmas time.
0: I might hear it for the first time when I listen to this podcast later. No, wow. I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll it before. Good stuff, though. All right. All right. Um, wow, are we already on number one? I think we are. Oh, my gosh. This is pretty exciting. My number one is a song I discovered last year, and it is Lowe's Just Like Christmas. It's it's like, I'm just impressed by artists when they can just capture the mood of Christmas. And I love this style. It's like a very lo fi upbeat. Um, It just got stuck in my head right away. I've definitely listened to it not during Christmas. And I checked out some other stuff by Lowe. I I think you already knew the song, so I assume you checked out. Yeah.
1: I'm fairly familiar with them, but I think, like,. (laughs) Like I, w- I was gonna originally put this on my Christmas list, but then I saw that you were doing a theme, and I was like, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll do I'll do older songs, but uh, yeah, I love this song, and I'm not like a huge low fan, I guess because like they're known for being like super slow and depressing a lot of the time, even though like s- well, some of their songs are very pretty too. and and this is definitely one of their more sort of upbeat, poppier songs, and it's just, yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah, I checked out the first album, and the, yeah, the genre of music that they're, I guess, responsible for is
1: slowcore. Yep.
0: <laughs> it's funny because this song in particular doesn't seem to fit that mold. Yeah. So it, it makes me wish that they had other songs like this. Um, yeah, I figured you probably know knew about them because they're like pretty like cool indie band, but like, like super well known, and they're from Minnesota. Yeah. but like I noticed their lead singer's from Seattle. Whoa. Uh, Are you are you in low? (laughs) I'm the guy. I'm the guy from low. You guys, (laughs) keep it in a secret. That sounds a lot like your timeline. Entire time. Just saying. But yeah, it just captures that mood, and it's not sugary sweet, but it is like optimistic, Mm -hmm. and that's why I made it my number one. Colin, what is your number one rock Christmas song?
1: My number one song is "Christmas Wrapping" by the Waitresses. (laughs)
0: This is a song I, I know I'd heard it
1: before, um, but I didn't like really get into it last year. I think like the only thing I really recognized about it was like that main saxophone riff where I was like, okay, I've heard this song before, but I never like listened to it a ton. And last year I listened to it a ton. Like this was my Christmas jam, like totally. And then I also bought that first waitress's album, which i think i recommended on rock Talk. yeah they're
0: getting a lot of air time yeah here. them and the <laughs> sonics
1: they're they're uh, rock talk favorites i guess but um yeah I, this is just a, a, another one that it, it's it doesn't have like a super hooky chorus or anything it just like tells us really i don't know relatable story about like a girl like not being able to make plans with some guy that she likes because like i don't know i i feel like that's kind of a big part of the holiday season is trying to enjoy it but also being like Ugh, so much of this is so exhausting <laughs> and, then, and the chorus of the song is you know what is the chorus it's just like i'll take a break from christmas this year i, I just need to slow down it's the main message of it and uh, that's the course. What is the fucking chorus in the song? <laughs> I thought you were As I was to saying, like it's 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 uh, I don't know. It's it's almost like a conversational song in my mm-hmm. in my head, and that's what, that's what I love about it. Christmas by myself this year. That's how it goes. Fucking heard it a million times. I can't <laughs> remember it, but maybe that's why. Because I I don't know certain things about it sneak up on you, but yeah fun little song seems appropriate for this podcast that we kept putting off at the last yeah it does I think that's a good and we've gotten to enjoy it by by talking about Christmas and actually embracing Christmas which the song kind of eventually does in the end in, in the little story
0: contained within it absolutely good stuff all right, and I guess we're going to wrap this up. Oh. So I wish you all a merry Christmas. I gotta go put my Grinch to bed. That makes it sound like I'm doing something, something really creepy. I met my dog. My Grinch. I gotta to put bed. my Grinch to bed. <laughs> it really sounds like you're keeping like a guy in your basement. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds like so what someone might call their penis. <laughs> so it's like, why would you say I have to put my penis to bed? <laughs> oh no. Anyways, that grid <laughs> show put itself to bed uh, Thanks for listening to Rock Talk You can find this podcast on mildlyplease.com You can also find it on iTunes by searching Mildly Please And remember that last Christmas I gave you my heart But the very next day you gave it away <laughs>
1: This is what the future. This This is the